Hello, welcome to The World in 10, the Times of London's daily take on the world's events. I'm Cara Bentley. And I'm Nick Ellaby. Today, we're talking about why America's threatening to stop sending money to Uganda, a band of brothers fighting off-grid in Ukraine. And we'll also be discussing if the running app Strava could be the new Tinder. And Top Hats or Top Girls are musicals pushing out straight plays. This week, Ugandan MPs passed a law criminalising people who identify as gay. The president could still veto the bill and may have a huge incentive to, as America threatens to cut its aid to the country if the bill becomes law. Now, I spoke to Times correspondent Richard Asherton to find out how credible that threat actually is. President Museveni will, will have to think long and hard about this. He's already suggested that he may be reluctant to, to sign off the bill. And can you explain a bit about Russia's involvement? Why would they be in favour of this law coming in? Well, Russia itself has strong anti-LGBT laws. Russia has increased its footprint in Africa dramatically in the last decade, particularly at the moment with the war in Ukraine. It's looking for friends on the international stage. So it says to African governments, we'll work with you, but we don't care a jot about what you do on these issues. And one has to think that the Kremlin will be, will be chuckling to see uh, Ugandan MPs vote in this way and put the West in a difficult position, which is to decide whether and to what extent it wants to impose its values as a uh, condition of, of Western aid. Now, there's another grimly fascinating behind-the-scenes piece on the war in Ukraine up on the website. Yeah, our reporter Maxim Tucker's been looking at these key battleground areas in the south of the country as Ukrainians attempt to cut through the Russian-controlled land bridge to Crimea. He told us about this group called Thor, a band of brothers, Maxim says, who came together during the chaotic defence of the capital, Kiev, as a police unit. Now they're a special operations unit working outside Ukraine's larger army. Maxim told us this Thor group is able to choose its own leaders and where they make base. They are afforded such leeway because they have an aggressive appetite for battle and are particularly effective. They told me they seek to maim and wound Russians, taking a leg or an arm, so that that soldier becomes a burden on the Russian state for life. They also want the Russian population to see wounded Russian soldiers to understand the cost of the war to Russia which has been spared the horrific devastation that President Putin's missiles have wreaked on Ukrainian cities and civilians. These guys live in abandoned houses and basically spend their time sourcing weapons and dropping bombs on Russian positions from drones. You can read more about them on the Times website. Now, you probably saw yesterday the former British Prime Minister Boris Johnson defended himself over parties during Covid lockdowns and what he said to Parliament about them. Here's Times Radio's chief political commentator Lucy Fisher on which way it looks like the committee will go and what this could mean for Boris Johnson's political future. 
to me, it felt clear from the line of, of questioning and the tenor and, of course, the committee's interim report that they um, do seem to be taking a, a very dim view uh, of Boris Johnson's um, argument. It feels to me unlikely that they are going to exonerate him from what they've said so far, but mm. I suppose it's not impossible. Um, and then we remain to be seen, you know, if they do um, sanction him, uh, if they do find him to have knowingly or recklessly misled the House, there's a whole range of sanctions they could take, including a suspension from the House for a number of days. But if it's over 10 days, that will automatically trigger a recall petition mm. uh, that, you know, leads to a by-election that could see Boris Johnson potentially um, leave the House of Commons altogether. If you want more analysis on what this means for Boris Johnson and his political future, you can take out a Times subscription. Premier League fans are holding their breath as Manchester United's unpopular American owners still seem to be weighing up whether to sell the football club or not. The Glazers have two credible world record offers on the table, one from Qatari banker Sheikh Jassim bin Hamid Al Thani and another from British businessman Sir Jim Ratcliffe, both for around £5 billion. But the bidding war the Glazers wanted to drive the price closer to £6 billion hasn't happened. As the owners dither, Times senior sports writer Matt Dickinson says the Glazers should get out for the good of Manchester United. They've drained the club of money. They've brought very little in terms of expertise and they've done it from afar and run down you know, parts of the club which now are in urgent need of, of reboot and, and refreshing. You would think that they would know that there will be riots if they get to this point, credible offers on the table and do not sell up. And at the same time, there have been riots before and they've, they've lived through them. So look, with five and a half billion type money on the table, I think it's time to go. And uh, I hope it's time to go, but um, I'll need to see it to believe it. The latest development is the former American owners of Italy's AC Milan, Elliott Investment Group, have bid to buy a minority stake in Manchester United. And maybe a bit of extra cash is what the Glazers really wanted all along. One of the many highlights, if you visit London, is the West End, the theatre district. But it's a lot more My Fair Lady than Pygmalion, as in it's nearly all musicals at the moment, many of which have been there for years. Too many years, says one of Britain's top playwrights, Sir David Hare. He thinks musicals are strangling the West End and stopping straight plays getting a showing. The Times' Kieran Gare told us the world-renowned musicals composer Andrew Lloyd Webber, nonetheless, has hit back at Sir David Hare. He said that David Hare is responsible for one of the greatest musical disasters in history. Lloyd Webber said, referring to Hare's 1987 musical The Knife. He's probably saying this because he mainly wants to bury his own contribution to musical theatre. Between both of these sides, it appears that the West End may need to strike a better balance between doing what David Hare says are straight plays and jukebox musicals. 
I'm here on Floor 11 with Deputy Foreign Editor Susie Jagger. Susie, what are you working on? What's going up on the website soon? The French are trying to work out whether or not to host King Charles um, at the Versailles Palace. The reason um, Versailles is such an issue and has caused such a stink in France is because it's seen as being very sensitive because the last resident of Versailles was Louis XVI, who, as all of our readers will know, was uh, beheaded uh, during the uh, French Revolution. Uh, So uh, Charles may end up having a dinner um, at the Elysia Palace. Now, Nick, I've never used Tinder. Have you? Well, I'm married now, but I was just about in the sweet spot for it when it came out, about 2012, I think. But let's leave that story there for now. (laughs) Okay. Well, there's been a number of apps over the years, but it seems some people are using the running app Strava to meet potential partners. Yeah, writer Hannah Evans's piece was easily the most read thing on the Times website when we came in today. So the first thing I did was call her. She was at an airport in Portugal, but uh, she managed to find a semi-quiet spot to talk. So my first question to Hannah, naturally, was, have you met anyone decent? I had a bit of a surprise success when I was on holiday in Michigan visiting my sister. I went to my brother-in-law's run club. And we all went running out together in the very early morning, very, very cold weather. And we all finished at a coffee shop. And so I got talking to lots of people, including one guy. And lo and behold, I opened Strava once I'd finished. And it said that I'd ran with him. And I followed him. He followed me back. Uh, He then sent me a message on Instagram. We started chatting um, and then we went on a date later that evening. There have been some comments under your piece, Hannah, about maybe this being a bit bit creepy what's your uh, response to that it's a good question by default all strava accounts are private um, and they also shadow out and keep private the the last few kilometers of your run and so there is no way that people can find out where you live there are lots of ways that people can kind of shield their personal data That's it from The World in 10. We'll be back tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.